All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 113. Yankees just finished this series against the Orioles. And you know what? A lot of great things happened this series. We did drop the last one in extra innings. Very exciting game. Very exciting game. A lot of good things to talk about. Some bad things we want to talk about, too. First episode that we're bringing back rounding third. That's exciting. Rounding third is a nice little debate thing we'll save for the end. So if we're feeling a little light on topics, you know, that's because we're saving the good ones to the end. So stick around till that. So welcome back, boys. Today you got Luke, Chandler, Murph, and Damon. Yo, yo. How are we doing? Feeling good. So good. We're doing. We're doing? Like We're well doing. Said. If you guys are noticing, Murph has a uh, Trenton Thunder. Is that is a Trenton Thunder hat? Trenton Thunder. Adirondack Thunder, baby. And if you're listening <laughs> to this on the podcast only, if you're audio only, you might want to switch to YouTube because Murph is going to be switching his crazy hats around, so keep an eye out for that, but... Yeah, running counter. We need to add that to the stream. How many hats is Murph wearing? I'll make I'll make that happen. I'll make that happen next time. More hats, huh? I said I got to get some more hats if we're gonna do this. Jeez, you hear that? That's the sound of the city right there. We're no joke. We're we're definitely no joke. We're right outside. It it is kind of ridiculous though. But anyway, let's get into the news. So the first thing I wanted to get into, obviously, we've got to address the elephant in the room. Aaron Judge is very clearly hurt, and I noticed that he was hurt when, you know, Boone was saying all the stuff. He was saying, oh, he's, he's, he's just dealing with nothing in particular. You know, we're just resting him every chance we can get. I, I've had enough of them just beating around the bush and just straight up lying to us. We've been lied to again and again and again about this guy and his health and it's it's getting to the point where it's it's not even defendable anymore if that's a word there's no defense for Aaron Judge anymore if he's actually truly hurt and in situations like this it's usually you know oh yeah we're just gonna try and you know give him scheduled off days here and there even if you give him scheduled off days and he's not out for a extended period of time and he plays at this rate He's, he's going to be out for half the year, basically, just based on scheduled off days, and that's not good. So, I don't know. What are your, what are your guys' thoughts Honestly, on this judge stuff before we get, get too deep into it? They're doing him an injustice every time they say he's dealing with some soreness, and that's it. Because now everybody's just pissed off. And they're they're pissed off at him. Like, even if he is hurt, like which I'm sure he is, and we're going to see that he needs like his whole left side of his body amputated tomorrow. But, like, they're doing him an injustice because everybody's – all. It, Everybody thinks, as a fan, how the fuck are you missing a game with general soreness six days in and you're a Major League Baseball player? All you do is bring criticism to him and deflect it from yourself if you're just going to keep giving us that same bullshit excuse time after time after time, year after year after year. I don't think that's, one like, of, that's my biggest gripe. My, my biggest issue with the whole thing is, I mean, besides the fact that, yes, Judge has been getting injured, and like that, that's a whole issue in itself, but... The real reason I'm I'm upset is because they're never honest with what with what's going on. Like, why can't they just say, "Hey, judge is not feeling great. We're taking day to day, and he he might he might be out a week or so." Instead of just saying he has an off day, 
and then saying, oh, yeah, we're just resting him. And then the next thing is, oh, yeah, like, he might not play over the weekend. Oh, yeah, we're just taking it easy. Oh, yeah, he's hurt. Like, there's, there's social progression to this nonsense of him. It's just of, a of consistent us, lie, us just too. like, yeah, it's just, there's so, it's a process of them. We've seen this song up. and dance before. Yeah, let's This is a, not news. It's like, they're not tricking us at all like they know we've seen this exact progression they're just before. leading up leading up <laughs> it's to just letting that's us why down I, I posted injury. this morning and i posted this morning and i was like i'm just waiting for a judge to be announced to be on the il and to be honest he's probably gonna make an il trip to the 10 day il by the time you guys listen to this on the podcast out tomorrow morning he probably already has been announced to the 10 day il there's no chance in my mind just based on the way that this has been treated before and just the like you said, the progression that we've dealt with before, there's no chance he's scheduled in that lineup against the Rays tomorrow. I think, and especially because that scary turf, you know? What do you think I the odds are he plays a week from today? Zero. A week from, I don't know. I mean, the no. thing, we don't know. Like, I wish I would knew. I wish I could give you an answer. I think it makes a trip to do the same thing over and over and over. Like it's just it's every fucking time. It's the same thing, and it's the oblique every time. It's the same oblique. That's why I'm. If it was something else, like at least they fool me for like a week when they're like, "Yeah, his calf's a little sore. He'll be down for like two games, but he'll be fine." Like that's at least can like I can somewhat believe it. But the oblique, it happens twice a year every year. It feels like at least. I don't believe it. I think he's I'd say there's a 10% chance that he doesn't go on the aisle. I knew he was so hurt when he didn't even get pinch hit. He was the only guy left on the bench in that in that extra inning game. He was wearing a sweatshirt. He had no plans in going in. Boone said he was staying away from him the entire time. Like you got Brett Gardner in there against the lefty in the 10th inning with a guy on in runners in scoring position. And that is if, if not if that's not a prime time to put Aaron Judge in, literally your hottest hitter too. We haven't even mentioned that. Uh, like that's what uh, the first sign that we knew that he was hurt because he's getting a scheduled off day just to keep him off the field, get him you know keep him healthy. Coming off his hottest fucking game of his of the short season, I know it's short, but he just went three for five with a with a bomb of a home run, and you're getting that's that's how I knew right out of the gates that there was something wrong, along with the other things that they were alluding to before like you know nothing in particular he's a little under the weather in in spring training remember that mm-hmm. it's just all these things combined it's just read the fucking tea leaves not even read the tea leaves just it's so obvious and it's annoying because like we said before it's every time and it just it's just disrespectful at this point i know they don't owe us anything but i mean you owe us enough to not be this blatantly just lies. That's that's the get, most annoying thing to me. I may get some flack for this, but I think, you know, I've always been the first to jump on the judge bandwagon and, you know, defend him. I think if he misses a significant chunk of this year with another like soft tissue injury, like an oblique or something like that, I don't know if that's actually what it's called, but it sounds professional, so I'm going to roll with it. But like if he misses the... I think so. Yeah. If it's another one of those and he misses an extended period of time, I think it's seriously time. And like I said, people say that as an overreaction or because they're pissed off. But I think if he misses significant time this year, it's time to seriously sit down and consider if he's an extension candidate. As sad as that is, because the guy has everything it takes to be the cornerstone of the franchise. But if if he can only play 50 games a year, then what are we doing? Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Well, the problem with that is there's two ways that that could go. It could either be that he takes 
like a, I guess a more team friendly deal because he's been hurt and he has hasn't played in the last three years for a whole season or even close to a full season. So that could lower the ticket price on him for when we do try to extend him or uh, we don't resign him for a ridiculous amount of money and some other team takes that gamble. Yeah. I don't, I don't at this rate, but again, like if that does happen and we're even considering that, what, what, I don't know. Do do teams jump on that? That's a whole different conversation. But I don't really want to get into that. But I think it is. I think it is a good point to bring up, Chandler. I think that's a legitimate conversation that us as Yankee fans don't want to have. But there's got to be some discussion eventually about it if this yeah. continues to happen. But it's, and I it's could, be a I very could be way off base. Sorry, I was going to say I, I could be way off base. He could be perfectly fine, and he really yeah. is just a sore thing. And if it is just that, then that's fine. And I'll tell you the first one: that I'm an ignorant asshole. Don't ever listen to me again. But if he's legitimately hurt for a long period of time again, it's at least time to think about it. But listen, if if we if you said that a year ago, then I would say, oh yeah, you're overreacting. Or a year and a half ago, I say, oh yeah, you're overreacting. Absolutely. But now it's becoming a trend, and now it's becoming a thing where. Every Yankee fan is just kind of prone to it. It happens, and now we're sitting and waiting once again to find out what's going to go on. And that's why it's really not an overreaction anymore. It's really a an honest discussion that we might need to have. We don't know yet. I don't want to get too far into it because he could be fine. But if it does happen again and he is going to be out for another you know couple weeks or a month, it's going to be a really shitty conversation that we're going to have to go through. But let's the, move on. The thing is, though, if he will, is fine – then that there's a whole slew of other questions that I have because then, then why don't you pinch hit him? Then why are you doing this? There's why no are, good outcome. There's yeah. no good outcome. Well, for no, this. well he has he has soreness. So if he yeah. has soreness, I get not pinch hitting him. Like it's not like that was why he didn't play. Whether that becomes a week long thing, whether that becomes an IL stint, that's different. But if he's feeling even a little discomfort, like if he stubbed his toe on the way to Yankee Stadium, don't pinch hit him at this point. Because yeah. we can't risk him having an injury from whatever soreness. So either way, I don't think anything we said just now is is an overreaction at this point. Like you said, this is this is just this is just the way it is now, and it's it's come to the point where it's not like you said one time or a couple times this has happened. This is now. I mean, there's a reason why every analyst comes into the year saying, you know, that when they're ranking the top 100 players, and they say, you don't know, if he's healthy. You know he's he's a, he's a top two player, top three, top four player, whatever it may be, and that narrative is not going anywhere if he continues to do this. And it's just it's kind of sad because he is a, he is a damn talented player. And honestly, he's bat right now, short season. He's coming into the season, and he's he's when he's in there, he's tearing the cover off the ball. He's batting three seventy right now. I checked his his saber metrics. He's in the ninety ninth percentile in every fucking category offensively too. And I'm sure defensively as well. So. That's that's the most annoying part, and that's why we keep talking about it. But I guess for now, we'll leave it at that until we have more information on it. Which There's may, one thing I want to address tomorrow. before we move on, and just a quick thing, because <clears throat> the biggest rebuttal to that is the people are like, yeah, well, he's not injury-prone. Look at his early injuries. He was getting hit in the wrist with a fastball or you know, whatever. And yeah, I agree, and that's why I've defended him up until this point. But in the last couple of years, we have a couple obliques, a calf, and then, you know, like a hamstring or something else. There's a couple other ones tossed in there. Once it starts becoming stuff like that, then it's time to worry. It's not the freak injuries anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's all That's all I have to say because I wanted to, you know, at least address that because, you know, you're, there's going to be one asshole out there like, he's not injury prone. He got fucking hit by a fastball. Yeah, that was four years ago. 
All right, let's let's look so, at the some injuries people were now. even saying that it was because he got a, the COVID shot. Yeah, let's just let's just leave <laughs> it at that. That's why. I mean, that's why that can happen. I don't know. We don't know. Well, so I mean, yeah, unless he got his COVID shot in like his lower back or wherever the <laughs> oblique is. Like, if he had a sore left arm, okay, sure. But speaking of that, I though, I they got did a say shot yeah. and my oblique felt fine. <laughs> but speaking of that, they did say they were getting the COVID shots up to 80% mark by like next week or whatever it may be. I could be wrong on that, but they said 80% soon. No, 85%, you, uh, I think, this week, they said. Yeah, how do you think that that factors in? Because you can – Damon was out of commission the entire next day after he got his Johnson & Johnson one, but you know, okay. Johnson & Johnson – I'd rather be out of commission for one reactive, day than though. have what the Nationals went through. All right, let's move on. That's enough out of Judge. We just uh, it's uh, I, we almost didn't want to talk about it, but we we so had to. So we need to address the elephant in the room when we open this episode up. Uh, on a, on a lighter note, the Yankees pitching has been unbelievable. To contrast the hitting, the hitting has been miserable with runners in scoring position, and we've all seen it. That's been a trend. Murph has changed his hat to his Wayne's World hat. Wayne's World. <laughs> but uh, what used to be our strength and it still is our strength but currently our strength is pitching which is the opposite of what you think would happen right so runners in score position has always been a problem of ours yesterday alone they stranded what was it chandler 24 people on base sorry i was coughing yeah 23 yesterday 23 people on base they had 13 hits compared to the orioles for i mean 19 the day before in the 7-2 win there was 19 left on base that's that's kind of ridiculous but that comes with the home runner bus team and that's that's just what we are and that's exactly. when you have a, only the, the only player who kind of puts the ball in play is you know dj lemayhew and doesn't go for the home run every time you know one through eight other people on this team or seven other people on this team the majority of the people on this team are home runner bus people and that's just going to happen the runners in score position is i mean the runners in scoring position are at home plate and they're not on second when somebody's on second the score the runner in scoring position is at home they don't even pay attention to that. They're trying to hit a home run. You're in scoring position when you step in the box on this team. And it's annoying, but you know, to contrast that, the Yankees bullpen so far this season, 24 innings pitched, 1.13 ERA. And all Yankees pitchers combined 54 innings pitched with 1.83 ERA. That's not bad. That's crazy good. Very yeah, good. and think of what's inflating that is a guy that we thought has the capability of being a two or three starter. The reason that that's even that high, and I say high, but that's relatively speaking. But, I mean, the reason it's that high is because of Domingo. And his start wasn't even that bad. It's not like he gave up seven in the first inning. He gave up three and scattered some hits, and, you know, a couple of home runs hurt him. But all in all, this this pitching staff's been fucking lights out. And it's the guys that you don't expect, like the Nick Nelsons, the Mike Kings. That's what's kind of made it cool to, like, I don't know. That's what it's fun for me to watch. I don't think it's sustainable, but at least to start the year, it's pretty fucking cool to see it's, the guys like that going. You out mentioned there sustainable. Going. I have a question about that. So, my question to you, Murph, is: What do you think is more sustainable, the bullpen be- pitching this well, or the starting rotation pitching this well? I would say that the starting pitching is a little more shaky, only because of the injury potential between Tyone and Kluber. Like, I feel like the starting pitching is a little more fragile. Strictly because of injuries, um, the with the people in the bullpen, not a ton of injuries. Plus, Britain's not even in the bullpen, and they're already pitch, pitching wonderfully. So, forgot about. I, I, yeah, I really think that um, 
the bullpen is going to be great. I think they're pitching better than expected, obviously, and maybe they're not going to be able to sustain the same way they've been throwing because pretty much no bullpen in baseball can. But um, the starting pitching, I think, when they're healthy, can pitch as well as they are. However, the injury factor really scares me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that, but for a different reason. I I think it's more so the fact that the the guys in the bullpen right now, the young guys at least, you know, I think you know, two guys, Loazga and Sessa, are two guys who have been impressive recently. And they've been two guys who have been the been the league for you know, for a little while now, and have always kind of like pitched well but not good enough and kind of been going back and forth and haven't really found their you know, sustainable spot, I guess. You know what I mean? They've all been, been so inconsistent. And I feel like... We had a like, whole episode to shit on them. Yeah, and I feel like this <laughs> this is the time, this might be the year where they break out and become consistent relievers. And having those guys as reliable people just adds on to, the, like, the main arms in the bullpen, like a Britain when he's healthy, Chapman, um, Chad Green. You know, those guys have already proven themselves but when you add in two other guys who are who are going to prove themselves or can break through and then add young guys like nick nelson and a mike can who can come in that's really really fucking good and i think those pieces together make it more sustainable and it's more so them being good than me having less trust in starting pitching chandler somebody so, in the chat said i know chandler had to like watching sessa come in during the extras so. you know what's funny about that <laughs> I was so Chandler, fucking first of all, mad. I, I was so, I was so worried mad. when he came in because I knew that if he blew it, like I was never going to hear the end of it from you. But I got a text in our like college buddies uh, Yankees group chat from our good friend Joey Trafari, which said, Murph, like your boy looks great, Sessa. And I, I just felt wonderful. I love when it's he pitches well. Like I'm not going to say he's the best guy in the world, but I – love when he pitches I, well i mean my hat's off to him he looked great i i'll be the first to admit it but i don't think it, i don't think he'll if he does you know what kind of what uh damon was saying i don't think it's sustainable but if it is it's nice to have a bullpen full of guys where you don't have one that's just the designated i'm gonna get just dick down every time i come in like hey we're losing by 10 sessa go out there and let him just yeah. he's, he's usually the punter the time Exactly. He's like the just the so punching bag. If we can, bag. If well, we can do if our punter is. ends up playing that that's I don't have high expectations for him. We've talked about this before too. The conversation between guys like Sessa and Loisiga. And Loisiga is starting I, I don't want to get too deeply into it because I know that's your rounding third. We'll talk about that more in detail later. But you know, if guys like that can produce and you still got guys like Chapman who apparently still, if you thought he couldn't throw hard anymore, he was touching 102 the other night and probably more than that, honestly. I didn't. Yeah, I saw 102. He had like, I mean, nobody was on base, so no harm, no foul, but he hit the yeah, backstop. He was kind of wild. But... Pitches, and Michael K was given the like wild thing and, oh, he hit the bull, like bull Durham. I, I was just a bit outside. Yeah, I heard he, that he, one. He, yeah. he messed it up, but yeah, um, he was trying. That's what he was trying to say. And then, uh, the, uh, they said I uh, hit the bull too, so that was funny. But, I'll yeah, tell but, you what, dude. But Chapman was I mean, he's splitter. Like, yeah, I was about to bring Chapman, that up. So Chapman was yeah, splitter makes me want to. It makes me want to erase my own memories of playing baseball. It's that good. <laughs> like I don't want to remember times as a hitter thinking that that's a possibility of that coming towards me. It's that fucking good, and he learned it in a year. And well, his slider well. is still one of the tops he's... in in Major League Baseball. And now he was learning all these things too. 
because apparently he was getting older and his velo was going down. But if you guys remember, and if you guys were listening to the podcast in the offseason, I looked at the year-over-year analytics of his fastball velocity, and it really wasn't coming down. It was coming down like 0.5 miles per hour on average. And he's hitting 102 in April. Usually pitchers need to stretch out. You know, you see guys like Garrett Cole who are throwing in. He's come close this year, right? Like Otani, I know when Otani hit 101.5. Okay, so I guess. Cole hit 101 the other day. People are are throwing hard. I'm pretty sure that at the time, I very very much could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that 102 is the hardest in the league so far. Maybe it's the new baseball. And for a guy that's throwing. Hicks hit 103 last night. Jordan Hicks did, I believe. Oh, of course he did. He's got a rocket attached to his arm. He didn't pitch last year, too, so that's exciting. But back to Chapman, back to the entire bullpen as a whole, when you got a guy like him at the top of it, and then you got everybody else who's doing their part too. I To tie it back to my question real quick, Murph, I, I think the bullpen is more sustainable than the starting rotation for the exact reason you said about it being you know, injury-riddled. you, you got to assume that a couple of the starting rotation guys are going to get hurt. They're trying to counteract it by doing that six-man shimmy Cole into the five every time, like that whole thing. I like that. Which I love. I, I love that they're doing that, and that is a testament to the depth that we have in the starting rotation. But I think... I think with the breakouts of guys like Nick Nelson, Loazaga, and you know, hopefully Sessa, but guys like that, Chad Green, Britton coming back, like you said, uh, we haven't even seen Justin Wilson, but and then Chapman and oh my god, you know, we, I think we have a lot I of depth. We haven't even mentioned him, but Debbie's still in the alternate site. Like Debbie's gonna Mike come King up out of the pen point. too. A lot of and good, a lot of good names. So without I have a like, question. What yeah. the fuck was sending down Michael King and not making a corresponding move? This dude just well, came yeah. out. So I was actually he just about came there and retired 16 straight through, what, five plus six uh, fucking brilliant innings. You send him down. Okay, if you're, if you're going to justify it by, yeah, he's going to get some rest. He's not going to be an everyday bullpen arm. Fine. How the fuck do you send him down and not bring anybody else back up well, after an outing like that? I thought it had something to do with the uh, Odor trade, but... It, it, Clearly, it didn't. Like Odor's no, they cleared somebody else be, off for him. Tyro, right. I think, off the forty man. But I meant off the off the actual MLB roster. I thought maybe he'd be coming up as like a bat for some reason, even though we already have four on the bench. Um, or I thought maybe Britain was coming back off the IL, but that obviously didn't. I realized that that wasn't the case either. So I don't know. They still haven't made a move, right? It's been like three days, four days. No, you got to figure something. Something is fishy about Somebody's the Odor signing. You know, who, we'll address our door right now because we didn't really want to talk too much about it. it. I feel like it's a nothing move. I don't really give a shit about it at all. Who cares? It's Odor. It, maybe it's just depth and you got to believe they want it because of the whole, you know, he's got some pop and he's a lefty bat. So they're just stashing as many of those guys as possible. And, you know, yeah, I they're mean, searching for diamonds in the rough with the old, with the lefty bats. That and aren't as good this as is kind of what we were doing with the, with the starting rotation too. You get enough guys that are ragtag guys and then eventually they'll figure it out. Well, if a couple of them figure it out, then, then you're good. Right now, the, we have carbon copies of the same player in Dietrich, Odor, Jay Bruce, and Mike Ford. Those four guys, I mean, if you get enough of them, you got a bench bat somewhere, you know. I guess that's I mean, just he, another one in in the mix there. He's he's literally Dietrich. Like if the Rangers re-signed Dietrich and dropped Odor, we would have signed Odor and traded for Dietrich. Like they're the exact same player. 
And then the fact that they retain the salary is the only reason that that move makes any lick of sense. Like we got them for basically nothing. Yeah, there so was like, there, there was okay. nothing on our side too. So I, I don't really, really care about the deal about that at first. Like because I knew too. they signed him to a huge deal, and like I was like twenty seven million. Right? We don't have any room on the cap for this year. To and then I was like, they have to take the salary. So thank God they did. But yeah. But yeah, that was that was our little Odor talk. There's not really much else to be said about it. I don't even think. I mean, maybe blame it on the Yankees for making us nervous about that. After keeping us in the dark on injuries and stuff, everybody's initial thought is, "Oh fuck!" Like Luke's out till June. I mean, or, don't speak too soon. Yeah, you, don't, never, you never know. Bite your tongue. I, no, I, I'm saying that's my that's where my mind initially went. So I actually kind of like that. Now that, you, now that you mentioned that, though, like maybe that maybe that's how they're like may like kind of preparing for the possible the possibility of people going down exactly. like would you rather have somebody that's not mlb ready come up or would you rather have somebody oh, yeah. who needs a second chance come up they got a lot of options and that's fun so you know whatever none of which are very good none but. of which are very good but you know it's it's like you said it's not a bunch of my like prospect options it's a bunch of guys who have done done it i mean jay bruce say what you want about him but he's got like 300 home runs so it's a guy that that has been there and if you got a bunch of these guys and we're going to need them, we're going to dip into them in a 162 season. I mean, Jay Bruce, if, if you need a, if you're talking pinch hit bats in a playoff game and you're out of bats and you're an extra inning game and you got him stashed away because the lineups are expanded in the playoffs. That's where I, that's where I like what we have there. Right. That's what I I don't know if that all these guys will be on the team by then. Maybe we have to cut them by a certain period of time and then they pick, get picked up because we don't have enough roster spots or whatever it may be, but having these guys and at least having two of them or whatever it may be on the expanded roster in the playoffs, I'm cool with having that guy as a pinch hitter versus just some random guy like Estevan Florial who's never done anything at the major league level or you know guys like that. That's a hot button. The issue odds, for me. the odds of Odor somehow because of injuries cracking one of the playoff rosters and having like some pinch hit like. I don't want to say home run, but like just some good at bat in the playoffs because he's a vet are the odds. Like those are way better odds than the two prospects we gave away, even sniffing the show. So why not? This is way unrelated, but kind of funny. One of my friends just sent me a tweet of John means last night pitching against us and an up close of him with his hand in his glove. His fingers had so much like tar and shit on them that they actually got stuck to the glove. You can see him like fucking trying to pry them off, said. and they like yank off. Nice. Was that good? Yeah, it's good. Nice. That was good. I heard you kind of go the direction of the fingers with the, so much tar on them. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll let you finish, but I'll slide yeah, it in there. Yeah, you're, I'm gonna That's also eight out of ten. Yeah, I set myself up for that you one. Should, though. You should have kept it. The All first right, moving one, on. Shut up and just. Let Next am I thing. still supposed to grade? Am I still supposed to grade those? Yeah. Hey, what was that? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. What was the second one? Wait, there were two. Exactly. Okay, so that was okay. Forget that that happened. <laughs> moving on. Uh, this is actually a pretty interesting topic that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the Urshela double leading into the Sockman. Apparently, he's Ricky Henderson, but he comes charging around and goes from the first to home play. Those are so exciting to me, the first to homes. And I feel like those have been happening recently. Some of them get thrown out at home more, more recently, seeming like every day, like Chandler said off air. But that play specifically, I wanted to bring that up. One, because it was fucking electric. And two, because I think that is the exact play that the MLB is trying to get by deadening the baseballs because and that if, if that's what they're after I am all for it because Murph you said this too that play is 
I'd rather watch that play nine times out of ten than a home run. Just home runs are 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 cool and they're good highlight reel plays, but when you're watching the game, would you rather have nine to ten seconds of excitement, heart racing, like is he gonna make it? It's gonna be a play at the plate, rounding third, whatever it may be, or would you have have, have like just a pimp job home run, which is cool, but you know, it's more exciting. Well, so than yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, so when I sent that text, I didn't want to send like a long paragraph explaining my entire thought process, but <laughs> that's what podcasts are for. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna spill that out and explain my rationale for saying that. So like, yeah, a home run, like there's nothing cooler than a home run in baseball, and especially like a go ahead home run and whatnot, whatever. But since they're so rare, like especially the first to third or any play at the plate for that matter, like when you know it's a play at the plate, you see. You can see it like in the outfielder's eyes and how they throw the ball that they know he's rounding third and going home and they're sending it. There's nothing cooler. And so like I'm sitting at my girlfriend's house last night, just like kind of had my AirPods in watching the game. Like it was very quiet in their house. And then on two separate occasions in the game last night, I got up and like started screaming and yelling and scared the shit out of everybody. And it was when Talkman scored and when Wade scored. Mm-hmm. And then a little lesser when Geo scored because I didn't think they sent him. But either way, I'm thinking of it as like kind of a scenario where you're watching it with your friends. You know, you hit a home run, everybody's excited. You know, you're high five and whatever. This one, you get the whole build up to it first. Like it's overdone. This one, you're up there fucking two inches from the TV, screaming like fucking waving them on yourself because you know that definitely helps. And then, then you get the excitement after it. I, I think I agree with that. As my, I'm a big fan of the home run, but that is it, it's pretty fun. My one problem is that it doesn't fit the Yankees as well. But that's sorry. what I want out of the Yankees. I've been, I said no, that a couple I'm, episodes yeah, ago. I want we're built we're built for the long ball, so it doesn't. It's not advantageous. To Apparently, us. Talkman is Talkman is just our 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 pinch run guy. He already has, not including that. He remember that other play where he he obviously he. Got sent home, questionable play there a couple of games ago, but he had two steals. He stole second and he stole third. And he's like leading yeah. the league in steals right now. And he's just not even an everyday player. He's a pinch runner. And he, he, I don't even, has he even had an at bat this year? I was going to say, I don't think oh, so. I don't so. think so. And you know what's funny too? I looked at the analytics or the, uh, the Saber metrics and he's like 50th percentile in, in sprint speed. So Murph, he must be one of those no, he's, just he's good, an good jump kind of guy, he's acceleration, done. whatever it is. I think he's like close to ninety percent on steals. Like he's I know really he's over eighty. Yeah, he's, he's a good really stealer good. too. I've seen stats think, like that. He never gets caught. I think it was eighty-two percent. They were showing. So when he first pinch ran, not last night, but the game before, when he stole second and third, when he was on first, they showed his like stealing percent, and it was mm-hmm. like eighty-two. I think it was fifteen for seventeen, and then he stole second, stole third, and then with the, did he steal? No, is, is second it, and many, third. He got right, sent home on, he on a, on a sack He hasn't fly. gotten thrown out yet. No, he got sent home on a sack fly that, we, that he right. So he, he so he only has gone. the two stolen bases. Yeah. Speaking of which, should right. he? So do you guys think they should have sent Gio? Side note. Uh, yes, I do. Hundred percent. I I think they should. I was surprised they did. I you have to. The, I don't. The the uh, Orioles the Orioles outfield the none of them have good arms, and that the. The throw that he made, what's his name, Salarte? Santander. Santander, whatever his name is. That was a pretty good guess. I'm not going to lie. And that was a dime. Like, that throw could not He's have been He's never making any that better. throw again in his life. No he, way. He makes that throw two out of ten times. And I mean, did Gio get a bad jump? Even. No, but Gio was a bad jump. Gio's just slow. Gio's not the fastest guy in the world. Gio's not the fastest guy in the world. He was only out by that much because 
it was a dime. It was a great throw, but he it was also shallow. He wasn't. He wasn't even on the screen. That's what I'm saying, dude. He he had to have gotten a bat. I haven't gone back and looked at, it, but he had to. I mean, have it, was a a shallow, it was a shallow. It was a shallow fly yeah. ball. It was a shallow fly ball. Geo's not fast. It was a perfect throw. Like anyone's gonna be out. I don't know. I, I personally think I would have. I, I understand why, and in hindsight, now I say yes, send him. In the moment, I was pissed because you know, I I, I personally was setting up the scene for Glaber to make up for his shitty error, which we'll get into in a second, rounding third, but. I mean, I don't know. I I don't think there was. I think it was way too shallow. I think you're giving up the game as much as as much as you're saying, yeah, take a shot. There's no one out left after that. You you don't even know what's going to happen there. This is your opportunity to go after it, which I do get. But you're also taking away the opportunity of a fresh set of <laughs> a fresh count with a good hitter up at the plate. Bad fielder, good hitter. That's why I. But you know, it, it, if the ball was hit a little further, then we're talking. Yes, hell yeah, send him now because it was shallow, and it's not a fast guy at third base. That's what's making making me think it's not a sure fire. Yeah, you should have sent him. Thing. I'm still with no, you guys. I think I would have sent him, but I really think that, I'm I'm a little upset that they took the bat out of out of Glaber's hands because I think he I think he could do it. I think he could have made up for it too, and that would have been big for him. See, I'm not mad. I'm just surprised that he was so fu- like it was not even close. Like I expect a major league player in that situation, if you're going to go to at least make it a play, he was fucking hosed. It wasn't I mean, even remotely close. He, he's not that fast. You can't blame him for a good I'm not blaming him. I'm just slow. saying it, it threw me off. The only control he has Here's over that is taking off a little earlier. And that's the only thing that, that that's not going to make a difference. Here's the thing. So even First Key of all, Spirit says, Damon I don't think you take the bat out Absolutely right. See? He gets it. Key Spirit Gaming, same guy who, who said Chandler was happy about Sessa, says, I don't think you can take the bat out of Glaber's hands at that point. And I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, here's why he's wrong. Because, <laughs> and you're wrong. Because, first of all, everything Damon said is absolutely right. But the odds <laughs> of him being safe on that play, which basically you're betting that Santander can't make a once in a career throw, which he basically did. Like, Santander does not have a plus arm. Michael K was saying that through the whole inning. He's like, Santander has a below average arm. Everybody in that outfield had a below average arm. And to have Glaber get a base hit in that situation or to have Santander make a perfect throw, the odds of Santander making that perfect throw are significantly lower. So you send him. Here's my rebuttal to that, though, and kind of to back up Rella and our friend in the comment. If he was out by that fucking much... It doesn't have to be a perfect throw. He could have skipped it twice, picked yeah, it on hosed. the other side of the plate, turned Disagree. around and tagged him. He still would have been out. Disagree. There was something Go off on that. Uh-oh, that hat just change. doesn't make sense. Uh-oh. Sorry, I keep forgetting to change it. It's yeah, okay. I know. He's got a couple more hats, so. Either way. Either way, I'm just Add saying, if you're out Go by check out the that YouTube. much, if you're out by that much... Get faster, really. That's a little real. Well, you, get, well, but no, right, you got to That's not. He was up by a lot, but that's still about half. Like it's a half a second. If you skip it twice, then that's a really bang bang play. And if it's offline, then he's safe. All, all Which, I'm saying so is Santander. Listen, I would have sent him. I would have sent him, but there's the argument to be made. Player, if, it, if a major league player, you should be able to throw a shallow fly ball home, even if it's not a laser beam. You should be able to throw it accurately. Right, but listen, well, I mean, but given that we had two bang bang plays at home that were safe, 
maybe that's part of the reason they thought luck was on their side or something. But if, if he didn't go and then Glaber gets up and strikes out, then everyone will be saying, Oh, we should have sent him. He's a shitty arm in the outfield. He would have been safe. Yada, yada, yada. So like there, there's I, no, <laughs> I don't care what other people are saying. I agree. I think we should send him in that yeah. moment, but I, there is the oh, argument yeah, no. to be made on the other it side. The, it was the right call. In, yeah. in, in the, in the moment. Cocky, I think. I like that we're being aggressive, though. I like that we're being aggressive on hey, the face Phil pads, coach, and right? that goes with it. Huh? Yeah. Phil Nevin's third yeah. base coach, right? Yeah. Right, I mean, yeah. I don't care. I mean, he's, he sent uh, – sorry. He sent Talkman home. Yeah. He sent Wade home, and they were both safe, so maybe he was uh, rolling the dice. He had two fastest I mean, people on the team. He was having a hot night. I don't care. At the end of the day, it's game six of the season. If he gets their seven, whatever fucking game it is, if he gets thrown out, he gets thrown out. Who cares? If it's game seven of you know the World Series and this happens, then maybe we have to have an in-depth conversation about it. But as of right now, you can argue it all day. It doesn't. At the end of the day, yeah. we lost. Who fucking cares? Geo's yeah, slow. We knew that. Like it's an April game against the Orioles. Yeah, but the, mind, the mindset. Is good. That is I like having the mindset. I agree. The mindset of the aggressiveness is a good early sign. Let's put it yeah. that way. Take the positives out of it. My question Did to you guys game, is, oh, do you, you think – oh, we got a lot of questions here. Three questions. What is – what got you on the nice list? Bad question. Bad dad joke. My real question nah. was, <laughs> is Talkman faster than – Don't say Wade. Not Wade. If you say Wade, Wait, I'm leaving. No, Gardner? No. No, no, it's no. talking Hold to the third best guy. I have a better question. I have a better question. Okay. Um. So think of like 2004, uh, when we played the Red Sox. Got it. We're gonna we're gonna pretend we're the Red Sox, where you need a big stolen base, like when Dave Roberts did. Um. Let's all cry about that for Oof. a second. But anyway, Oof. would you rather have Talkman on first going to steal the base or Wade? Because Wade's faster than Talkman, obviously. But Talkman but gets that jump. Talkman a better Here's, base stealer. That's the thing. So I think that's, that's the better question, question that you were looking for. Talkman's Here's also the scary. Stealing the bag. Talkman's also a scary football player guy who you don't want to you don't want to receive the ball on that end and get trucked like in the bigs back in that video game. Anyway, what I was, trying, what, talk- I was, what I was trying to say earlier was that when you look at the him stealing the bases during the Blue Jays when Romano was pitching, he was going before the pitch. He lifted his leg up. Because he understood what was going on in the situation. Romano did the same movement every time. He saw that happening. And as soon as he looked two second or two first and then looked back to the home plate, he left. That, that's just good base running. High IQ. Any any one of us would have been safe. Shifty. Yeah, any one of us would have been safe if we had that jump. I don't think Murph would have been Which safe. Which I would have I, had I that lost jump. All right, maybe two out, <laughs> two out of four of us would have been I safe. Like so, <laughs> who's the two? I know for... Chandler's not safe. Damn sure you're not. Well, we're safe. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. I'm, I'm faster than Chandler. Get out of here. Oh, my God. All right, no. better question, honestly. Who do you think wins in I the race, Murph or Chandler? That's a question for the po- for the comments. Leave a review, five-star I'll review, see. and in the comment of the review, say who you think would win in a race, oh, Chandler. Dude, I'm wearing a fucking Nike hat. This just speaking screams. Of, speaking of reviews. I'm as good once as I ever was. Speaking of reviews, you guys didn't do the job to get to 225 to which I would have opened this episode taking five shots. Same rule applies. If you get to 225 by the next episode on Tuesday release, you got the whole weekend, I'll open the episode with six shots of Tito's. Back to your regularly scheduled program. What were You're you saying, You're such Mark? a hard-ass, dude. I think it's just fun. Oh. <laughs> I'm just and I'll eat a baseball. Now I forgot my original question. I think, I think Chandler's got you beat by his step, Murph. You are out of your goddamn mind. Nah, Murph can move. I Chandler's had, an oaf. Oh, buddy. I'm an, that's mean. Listen, I'm not going to say I haven't lost a step. But, Maybe with uh, that hat on. I did have 14 stolen bases my senior year of high school. 
<laughs> that was, don't talk that about was before that? you discovered what beer and whiskey was. <laughs> <laughs> right, this hat isn't helping me, but um <laughs> as he puts on a leprechaun hat. Listen. Good timing. I can wheel. All right. Well, Just I think Back to the Yankees. Do you think Talkman is the third fastest? Is anybody faster than him? I know Wade and Gardner are definitely faster than Talkman, but who is the third fastest in the Yankees? I think it's Talkman, right? Yeah, Hicks is I, mean, I don't Hicks, think no, Talkman. No, that I fast. think judges judges faster than Hicks. Yeah, really we're not going to talk about him. I really, really do not think Talkman that fast. Him. Watch that video again of if Judge tries third, to move fast. You, he's listen, hurt. You so. have to be at least somewhat fast to steal bases at like 85, 90 percent. We read the fucking percentage. He's in the fiftieth percentile. Yeah, he's dealing with it. He's dealing with it. He's fast. He's All right, with let's it. get into rounding third. He's dealing. That ball is going to. So, for those who are just tuning in for the first time, rounding third is a fun little segment. We keep the the more debate type topics for rounding third. Guys, rounding third, we give our pitch, elevator pitch. Is he safe or out? Everybody decides. Basically, is your take right or wrong? Whatever it may be. We tend to debate. We try to keep the news to the news, but we get into debates anyway because we're assholes. So, these are designed to be more of the debate topics. So, who wants to go first with rounding third? Chandler, you had a good one. Why don't you start us off? Uh, okay, I'd be happy to. <laughs> so, my rounding third, take it how you may, I say by October of 2021, Johnny Lasagna is one of our most trusted high leverage guys. And I know that sounds crazy, and I know that sounds wild, but the dude has nasty. We've known that for a long time. He's been nasty. He's got the major league experience. He's finally, I, I know it's six games, but he's putting it together. And the thing that resonates with me, I said it on the last episode, is that he's done with his trying to dot everything on the corners. That apparently, there was that huge epiphany in the offseason. He talked to Boone and the management team and whatever, and they're like, hey, quit fucking around and throwing everything in the dirt, trying to get people to swing and miss. Your shit's good enough to play. Throw it in the zone. See what happens, and we'll go from there. And he's finally doing that, and he looks awesome. I think if he keeps that up doesn't try to get too cocky. He realizes like, hey, look at me. I'm pitching to a zero ERA. I'm not, you know, striking out as many people, but I'm making soft contact. I'm striking out a guy here or there, and I'm getting out of innings. If he realizes that and can stick with it, then I think there's no reason to think that he can't be a trusted high, you know, high leverage guy come October. I think everything that you just said is absolutely right. But I think he won't. But. I think you're out, and for one reason, and it's that <laughs> it's that we have four high leverage guys. If everybody's healthy, we have. Okay, Britain, but they can pitch every night. Chapman. No, they can't. But four of them can. Like how many? You know. Okay, like but think four about, high let leverage me, guys is enough. Let me t- put it this way: Think of our rotation come October. You're going to have presumably Cole, and then Kluber, and JMO. Sevy. Sevy's not going to be. One of even he even Sevy, even okay even Sevy, how many of those guys are going to be able to go six seven innings? Cole. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying. So you're like gonna you're gonna spend your bullpen. You're gonna spend your bullpen. You're gonna spend your bullpen. Come game four or five, would you rather have a Chad Green? That yeah, I love Chad Green, but he's pitched three days in a row. He's fucking gassed, and you're like, hey, we can push him, or we have that a different trusted guy. You know, he's not coming in to close game seven, but. I trust him to come in on a one a 
a one run game and you know give me a quality inning. That's so what I'm if saying. You're saying. If you're saying he's our fifth best bullpen arm, if everybody's healthy, you're absolutely right. All I'm I saying is that. I'm not ranking him. I'm not making a trust tree here, like as Rella loves to throw out there. I'm just saying he come October, he is a trusted high leverage arm. That's it. Right, use that, him, that use, I, that I use him out ha- as you may, but I mean I took too about, much stake in the most trusted. No, no, no. I'm saying one of one of the guys that you know, kind of like how Holder became a couple years ago. You sure. know, everybody fucking hated him, and they were like, "Oh my god, Holder's coming in again." But you look at the underlying numbers, and he did lights out all year. Yeah, he last year I was the, his tires exactly. Definitely. And I, I was a Holder hater, but I mean, under the surface, he was a damn good pitcher, and he sucked, 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 and then he finally figured it out, and everybody had that bad taste in their mouth, kind of like Loisaga. And then he comes in and he proves us all wrong, proves us all wrong. And then in the postseason, they trust him in high leverage spots. That's kind of where I see him fitting in. So Loisaga is, like you guys said, a lot of potential. Always has been potential with him. And that's been a thing. Always just so wild. And that's what we hate. So it seems like he's toning that down. And so much so that I took a, I took a peek at the numbers for this season. Obviously, small sample size, as Murph always likes to say. Four innings pitched this season. 26 years old, by the way. Very young. This could be a potential breakout guy, which is why I like this rounding throw. I'm going to call you safe. Wait, what was the exact phrasing you had? The exact phrasing is by October of this year, the playoffs. I guess something crazy happens, but roughly playoff time. Jonathan Loisaga will be one of our trusted high leverage guys. There's a difference between a good bullpen arm and no, I get a high leverage guy. And my, so. my, why I'm going to call you safe is because they already put him in those spots in the playoffs. And we always got freaked out about it. And we're like, why is Jonathan Loisega in? That shows the trust they have him in. And that, well, that wasn't the punting games. And in his, in his short time this season, he hasn't given up a hit yet. And he hasn't walked a single person yet. His whip is zero. And the, the walks is the big deal. I know. I'm more, I, he doesn't really give up a lot of hits anyway. The whip is usually relatively. Not as high as you'd think, considering how wild he usually is, because the hits usually aren't very high because he's got disgusting stuff, you know. But the walks are zero too, and I know it's small sample size, but you know, it's what you definitely like to see to start the season. I'd rather have this than him just walk everybody and give up a ton of hits and home runs. But you know, no runs, four innings pitched. He went one inning, two innings, one inning. He's a guy who can stretch it out and go more than one inning. He's a, he's a converted starter, and I think. I think he's going to find a home. Another addition I put to your rounding third, I'm calling you safe, but I'll take it one step further. I think he finally finds a home in the bullpen this year, and they stop messing with him and deciding, hey, are you a starter or are you not? I think he's a, I think he's a reliever. And I think, he's, I think he over. is that Chad Green because he's now, like, like we just said, Chad Green's no longer a two-inning-plus guy. Chad Green has established himself as one of the one-inning guys. That's your inning. That's it. I think I now Loisga moves to that now. I'm going to take it one step farther, then your step farther, and I'm going to get really bold here. I'm going to round We're third. Far. Hold on. We're getting pretty well, far. Hold on. I'm going to round <laughs> second. Kidding. I'm going to round third. I'm going to round home and do it all yeah, again. No, we're, we were rounding third the first time. You're back to second. I know, and I'm going to fucking I'm, – I'm scoring from first here. Um, all right, Talkman. I'm going to say by the end of this year, he's going to have a good enough season to where I don't think it's out of the question to where we're grooming him to be our next closer. You're out. All right. So the first time, I said grooming. He's not not in the next, not in the next, not in the next year or two. But by the time Chapman's gone in like four years, Chapman's gross. The first two. I'm not talking about that now. 
I'm tying this into last night. The first two that we mentioned were safe. So the first one was safe by a mile. Why are you putting up two Talk fingers and, like that? Sorry. <laughs> so know. weird. Sorry. That's some serial so, killer shit. Dude, the, first like one, the first one you were safe on, Talkman, definitely. Wade, a little closer play, but safe. And then the last take, that was Urshela. You were thrown out by a mile. Yeah. I'm gonna, I do want to. He's got the stuff for it. Going back to the original, go back to the original rounding third. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to call you safe because of the fact that it's a hot take. I'm not confident in it, but rounding third was supposed to be hot takes, and I'm going to agree with you in in that criteria because I have been talking about Lawazga a lot. I'm a big fan of Lawazga. I think he has the stuff. I think he has enough to figure it out. I mentioned previously in this podcast that. I do believe this is going to be a breakout year for him. I think he's going to be a huge, huge force in the bullpen. And listen, if in the playoffs you're throwing who's hot and who's who's consistent and who's the guy. We mentioned Jonathan Holder. He was not our guy throughout the whole season, but he was pitching really well during that time, so we're going to throw him. And that could happen with a wise guy. I think he has the potential to do that. So you're you're safe for now, and um, but because it's a hot take. I just want to highlight that uh, when we did roll calls for the first time, not this summer or not this winter, but the winter before, that uh, Loisigo was maybe going to be in the fifth starting spot. And Damon and I were tooting his horn, saying he's good. Yeah. While Rella, you and Kev, this was pre Chandler, but um, Rella, you and Kev times. were very against him. And did Damon, we were, at, we were at, I didn't, but I did. Yeah, good time. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> No, but Damon, we were half right. He he maybe he's not the fifth starter, but he found a home and he's Yeah. I mean listen, it's always been the thing that he uh, that he needed to figure out the control. And I think with a guy that has such a, a live arm, and this is why I have confidence in him now. And I, I did I would disapprove of him first. I've been historically wrong on a lot of things, and I I'll admit that, and this is one of them. And it wasn't anything, you know necessarily crazy wrong i just didn't think that he would figure out the the control thing young guy still 26 and now he's figuring it out so i do think that figuring out the control in hindsight i should have realized that it's actually one of the easier things to do in terms of teaching him to do something if you have that that speed that velocity he can just take a little bit off and he's still got a damn good fastball so and then you figure out the control, and then you add it back on when you got it down. You got the mechanics down. So I have a lot of faith in him. I have a lot of faith in him. I don't think I'm going to go to the extent that Chandler did with him being the, grooming to be the next closer. Listen, if it happens, that'd be wild. That'd be a crazy 180. But I'm going to I'm going to hang out right now with Chapman throwing his disgusting sinkers and 102 fastball. I think we got a couple more years of him. I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm saying right. post Chapman. Let me get into my rounding third. Next year. Can I get I into my rounding third? Next year. Oh, you said next year. I said no. I said not next year. You said after this year. I said after year. this year that he'll be in the conversation of right, being the room for is the it's recorded. You guys can go back and check it on your own We'll time. check the tape another time. Moving on. My rounding third is I am more worried about Glaber defensively fielding his position than I am about Gary Sanchez. I think Glaber, Gary, you know, his main issue has been the pass balls. And this is a lot coming from me, who has been the notorious shitter on Gary. And, oh, I just set myself up for that one. That's what she said. <laughs> He's been the notorious shitter on Gary. That's me. Um, you know, 
Gary, no, four out of ten. That's three point seven. It's not as good when I set it up myself. It's like doing a layup off the glass. It wasn't good either way. Well, layups off the glass are cool and you know tasteful. That was neither. Either way, I I really this whole Glaber thing. You know, this stems from last night when he had that awful error. Obviously, a lot of people will say, you know, that's a that's a routine play that Bruce needs to make. Bruce is out of position. Bruce doesn't need to make that play. A regular first baseman, yeah, maybe he makes that play, but you know, you're a shortstop. That was so routine. That was to, to end the game. And when a guy is a backup guy playing pretty much out of position, Jay Bruce, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that in general, but there's no blame to be thrown on Jay Bruce for that because you're expected to make that throw. He had all the time in the world. He could have just made the throw. He had him beat. It was just so routine, and it's not the first time. We've talked about it on the last episode, but it was a little too early to, you know, it was a couple plays, so we didn't really want to, you know, Put overreact to a couple plays, but there's the other plays that you see all the time, and he just doesn't look comfortable at shortstop. I don't know that he's a shortstop anymore. I was big on him being the shortstop, but you know, I think this isn't a new thing either. This isn't the first time Glaber has made puppy dog errors and just the the routine stuff. He makes some flashy plays where you forget about it a little bit, but I don't know. It really this isn't. I don't think an overreaction to one play. I think it's everything we've seen from him. And I do think he's he's obviously young enough to figure it out. But at the current moment, I'm more worried about Glaber fielding his position than Gary because Gary, he shows the flashes of doing things. Yes, he has the pass balls. And I think, I haven't looked at the numbers there, but it looks like he's cleaned it up so far this year. Again, that that's an overreaction because it's hasn't been too long. But Gary still has the rocket arm and he can make up for it on that side. And he's he's looked pretty good at catching... I really I'm I'm very worried about Glaber. What do you guys think? I'm I I I'm definitely worried. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm definitely worried about Glaber. The the thing that I'm the reason I'm leaning more towards I'm more confident in him than uh, Sanchez is because it it it's mostly throwing errors. It's not like he can't read a ball in the dirt. It's not like he's having trouble picking the ball up. And you know, fielding a clean ground ball, he's had some trouble with that, but majority of his errors this season have been on throwing. The two most recent ones, it was the one Jay Bruce that was a, a scoop, and he uh, Jay Bruce missed it. You know, it, it could have gone either way. And then obviously the one against the Orioles where we lost the game, but that like it was a routine ground ball. He fielded it and then just botched the throw completely, and that's why I'm. I don't know I keep I keep saying he's gonna figure it out, but then I go back and forth because he's gonna figure it out. I don't know. It's a routine ground ball. That's not you can't you can't miss that. But then he goes out and makes this incredible play at a shortstop where he scoops the ball in the backhand, turns around, and throws guy out at first base. So I, I I'm conflicted. Um, so I feel like I'm gonna go with out, but on a very 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 slim decision because I still have a little bit of faith left. In Glaber, um, Sanchez has been looking a lot better, but um, I don't know. I'm still not completely out on Glaber Torres because because of the fact that it's mostly just these little tiny throwing mishaps. Dude, it's but my my contra, my counter to that is when is the last time that a ball was hit to shortstop and you didn't hold your breath? I think the the last time that happened, a different guy was playing shortstop. I think Didi Gregorius is the last person where you actually felt a sigh of relief. It's like okay. Game's over. 
that play, it was the game literally would have it would have been over. No, either way, that lost the game, right? It wasn't that didn't give up the tying run. That was the no, that was game was ahead. over after that. Yeah. yeah. So that in that in that moment right there, Didi Gregorius is over there. I'm like, okay, we could pack it up. I can go grab another drink or something like that. This 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 inning's over. Whatever. That would have been the last out. I knew we had more time to. I knew I knew we had. I need to keep watching. I was on the edge of my seat more so than I was, you know, at any other point in the game because I just don't have the faith in him. And I think, like I said, the last time a ball was hit over there, I, I don't remember since Didi that I, I felt confidence that a, a routine plays. You know, I agree with so, that, but I also don't feel confident when there's a guy pitching the dirt all the time. You have Gary Sanchez behind there. I, he still hasn't gain my 100% confidence either so and that's a that's a much more important position on, on an every pitch basis that's every single pitch is going in his direction you're you, safe a, oh sorry I was gonna say you're safe to me but like on on replay on a challenge you're safe to me like the <laughs> Orioles game the other day when he was actually out but he was called safe because I think a couple weeks of Glaber playing even just slightly below average shortstop i disagree but he's been so bad to start the season that every time a ball's hit anywhere near my heart sinks and that's not an overreaction like he doesn't even the routine plays that he does make they're not clean it's not like he just it's smooth that it just it's it just looks off so he if he gives me a couple weeks or a month of average shortstop play then you're out but as of today i i will give you the Oh, challenge coaches overturned safe because of that. <clears throat> I uh, I agree. I think it's a bang bang play. I'm not going to say whether I think you're safe or out. I think that there's legitimate concerns on both sides. But I will mention that what a cop it's out pretty concerning. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's not a cop out. Okay, it, I'm just pick one. Goddamn, it's, it's the entire show. All right, dude, you're you're safe. Whatever. Nice. Um, the point. No, you know, fuck you. You're out. That was a really um, high. nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but the point that I wanted to make is that it's really concerning that two out of the three most important defensive positions in baseball are complete liabilities for the, for us. Yeah. Like, I, I would consider shortstop center catcher, field, yeah. shortstop, and catcher. And I honestly think center field is third out of those three. So you could argue that the top two most important defensive positions, we have, like, really, really inadequate defensive players on both of those ends, which... I mean, we, there's not a lot of holes in this team, but that's certainly one of them, and it's a little bit concerning. Wait. Like our the only person, the only two spots that we have legitimate plus fielders at are right field and third base. All right, so yeah. three with with DJ at second. But still. And, and again, I'm not. I, I I'm really like neck and neck with this. This isn't like a completely safe or out situation. I I agree with every with both sides, but the reason I'm going with the siding towards Glaber is because let's just say both. Both players, their their fielding is at a six out of ten. All right, I'm just making a random number up in my head. Let's say both of their fieldings at a six out of ten. Wouldn't you want the catcher to be better? Every single pitch is going his direction, and most of the time, the big plays are going to be at home plate, pass balls, trusting pitchers. It's such a more it's a more responsible position, and you need someone who is more adequate to be there. I want a guy who's at an eight at catcher. You can get away with a six at shortstop, so it's a it's again it's not the most direct comparison, but we are comparing them directly. That's the question, and that's why I'm that's the main reason why I'm siding towards Glaber is because of the importance of the of the position 
um, at hand that we're talking about. You lose a lot more runs on pass balls in an area at short, especially yeah. with nobody. On. Like, yeah, but the, th- the difference about- is though that Gary makes up for it a little bit with, with his plus arm. arm yeah. People are stealing, whereas Glaber doesn't really have anywhere to make up for it defensively. All right, so I would love to. Look, I would love to take a look at the total number of bases that have resulted in errors or pass balls from both of them. And I guarantee you Sanchez is going to be a lot more because of um, the pass ball situation. Like if Glaber uh, has, if Glaber has, he had nine errors um, last year or whatever it was. That's not, let's just say it's nine bases. How many pass balls did Gary Sanchez have? A lot he had like, when year. he had like seven, it was a lot. Like, so that's the thing is that, a lot of them are considered wild pitches, like if it's not an expected block. So it's like harder to get yeah. a pass ball than it is to get an error. So in that sense, uh, well, it's, it's the same situation as a first baseman picking up. pass balls. But yeah, exactly. So same thing as uh, Jay Bruce picking a baseball. In terms of what we would expect, like I, I think you're you're on the right track, except for that pass balls are actually kind of uncommon. But again, I think we're biggest... we're just we're just bantering here, but it's a, it's a real problem. The biggest thing in argument for Glaber is what Damon was saying. They're throwing mistakes, which is a mental thing, because you're going to tell me a major league player can fucking throw a ball across the diamond. A major league shortstop can. It's a mental thing. You can fix mental mistakes. If you don't have the technique and shit to block a pass ball, you don't have it, and it's yeah. it's hard to coach it at that level when you got guys throwing 103 in the dirt and you're trying to learn on the fly, you can fix a mental mistake of throwing across. The dude's just got the yips. You can, I mean, it's a pain in the dick and it's a, it's a real thing, but you can get over that. It's a lot harder to learn on the fly to fix your catching mechanics. I was just going to mention that it's almost the yips. I didn't want to say he has the yips because dude, he does. No, the yips, like, I feel like the yips, it's gotta be like really like blatantly terrible. Like Chris Davis, had the yips at the plate eventually like that bad. And he's not, I don't want to like, he's not in that section yet where I would consider it the yips, but there's, he's got like a subtle form of the yips for sure. One of my friends had the yips playing uh baseball growing up. He's a catcher and one of the best catchers I've ever seen at that level could not throw the ball back to the pitcher. It was very funny. It's a fun fact. Oh, I was terrible at that. I was a catcher too. It was so I, funny. That was my, like, I was my worst thing. I could throw the ball to second base with a higher percentage in the air than the catcher or than the pitcher. Here's what I do want to address with this is I am not at all on the same boat as the people, you know, on Twitter and everything are saying, and people have texted me this too. My friends from home have said, you know, hashtag Seeger 2021, hashtag story 2021. These guys are most likely not going to be available. Number one, I don't see the Dodgers not spending money. I don't care how much they've spent. They clearly don't give a shit. They weren't going to spend money to get Bauer, and they did. You know, spent forty million. Doesn't really matter to them. Money clearly doesn't matter. And Mookie, Trevor Story, Mookie as well. Trevor Story, I also don't see. You know, I actually maybe because I don't. I don't see us. I don't see us getting him. But I don't. I don't certainly don't see him staying with the Rockies because why? What are the? I don't know. No one knows what the Rockies are doing. But I. I, I am not at all. Glaber is twenty four years old. He if if Loizaga can figure it out pitching, I think Glaber can clean it up <laughs> from a fielding perspective part of his game. I just want him to field at least average because I posted this too with the story of the SpongeBob thing. Just like I need 
him to field at least adequately so that people can talk about how great offensively he is. Because, you know, I got I got some of his rookie card, and I'm not trying to have some uh, some of these headlines out there with my man Glaber because it impacts my wallet. <laughs> so, I, I but more importantly, though, I do want him to just, if he even, like I said, adequately fields his position, then, we're, then he doesn't have the headlines. And obviously this one is a big headline because it was to lose the game. But, you know, storyline going forward with this is, do I have confidence in Glaber fielding? Not really. Do I think he can clean it up? Absolutely, I do. It needs to happen, like, soon. Tomorrow. Because It needs to happen tomorrow. Be, and, and, and Yeah, and that tomorrow, like you said, that's not even an overreaction, too, because tomorrow is big for him. Yeah. What do you do after, after a night like that? Which is why I wanted the scopes full circle. That's why I was like, okay, maybe put the, put the game in Glaber's hands so he can just forget about it, win the game, make up for it, and then your clean slate start the next game. Now he's had the whole entire off day to think about what he did because that's the last thing that we saw. And like you're about to ground him. Glaber. He's had yeah. so much time to think about it. Dude, he's a young player. He's our age. Imagine what you would think about. I think about shit like way <laughs> for something way less than that. I think about it a lot. So I'm. It's, it's definitely something to watch out for on pitch one of next game and going forward, but that's an immediate thing I'm looking out for. As soon as this game starts, the only thing I'm looking for isn't who's pitching? Kluber? It's not Kluber. It's, it's not Kluber, how he's doing, or whatever it may be. I'm looking at Glaber, how he's doing. Glaber's my favorite player. He is my favorite player on this team. It's between him and Clint, and I, I really, really think I have confidence in him, but, it, it, dude, something needs to happen because that it's not looking good. Young player, though. I think I think that comparison to if Loazio can figure it out, so can he. Because Loazio is twenty six now, so I guess Loazio was twenty three last year. I swear, but he was yeah. no. That's that's he correct. aged a lot in those uh, yep. in those four pitch walks in the playoffs. <laughs> Took a couple of years off his life. Oh, like I swear, when we did his roll call last year, he was twenty three. I swear. You guys want to know a uh, a fun oh, update dyslexic. on Judge? I just saw. And it is, uh, they just talked about it again tonight. He has uh, no idea if Judge will be available for tomorrow's game. The game is in, the game is in 15 that means hours. That means, that means he's, he's going on the playing. 60 day. <laughs> yeah. No that's, that, that's the Boone translator. I saw a bunch of funny things, the Boone translator on, on uh, everybody reply to it. Uh, I think the, the kid Gabe playoff Tanaka. He's very funny, but he, he always responds to anything Boone related. And he goes, Boone translator. He's going on like the twenty day aisle or something like that. That right there, that's absolutely. He said, "I have no idea if he's going to be available." He said, "I'll, I'll find the exact words, but it was something along those lines." He well, said, "Because yeah, no. cause upstairs hasn't yeah. told him the answer yet. <laughs> he's just a he's the puppet." Hey, pop up. No, they, they found out the fucking answer two weeks ago, and they're like, "Yeah, you can do whatever." And then whenever it acts up, we'll just tell everybody that you have general soreness. And they insist the thing that. I know this is way off topic, but the thing that makes me laugh is in this same thing, he was like, yeah, that's not why he got pulled from the game on Wednesday. It li- it happened on thir- or on Tuesday. This happened Wednesday. Morning. We've been lying to you for way longer than you think. Yeah, no, no, it didn't. Yeah. No reason for concern. He just woke up with it. Like, yeah, They pulled what? Hicks, too, just so we wouldn't catch on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what they pulled, because when they said that. Diversion. Parkour. Take. One yeah, last thing on the Glaber thing. Yeah, I have general soreness when I fucking open my fridge in the morning. And I still go to work. <laughs> like, 
Get your ass out there if it's general soreness. If you ripped an oblique, that's one thing. Do anything physically for work? I don't do anything physically. One last thing on one last thing on the glaber thing. Do you think because this we forgot to talk about this too? Would you put any stock into DJ being able to play shortstop and then moving glaber back to second? No. What about Gio? Somebody in the comments asked. Tyler Tyler Wirtz just asked that. Gio. So I don't mind seeing glaber move to second, but I don't. DJ doesn't have. That great of an or DJ doesn't have that great of an arm for like a shortstop spot, so I don't really think could be in the same boat we are now. Yeah, I would say if you were to reshuffle it, I would put Geo at short, Glaber at second, and then DJ at third. If you had to reshuffle it right now, short doesn't have the arm for third really either. Yeah, I'm not not into any of the reshuffle at the big league level, and he played. No, I know he has. He's not a plus fielder really when he plays third. He's not a bad fielder. Oh, he's not a bad fielder at all, but. That's I what I'm mean, saying. Uh, if you have to reshuffle, natural. you're getting better everywhere. I mean, not better everywhere, but you're getting better. The you're overall. mitigating what Geo's good at. Geo's really good in the hot corner, and he has a cannon. So if you put him at short, he's still a plus fielder at short. That's actually third, not though. true. He, Geo does yeah, not have a cannon. He throws. He's, I saw it the other day. He throws like 83 across the infield, which is not that good. And since his elbow thing, he's throwing actually under 80 across the infield. Right, right still I, 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 guess, I guess pilots are misleading, but either well, way, I know Gio, what you're saying. You're, you're taking Geo away from where he's good, basically. Yeah, like I that, think that. If you I think that causes more problems. You get worse in general in the infield. Yeah. But if and if we switch Glaber and DJ, then it's kind of like a net even. Like it doesn't you're, make us worse, doesn't make us better. You're taking the two best infielders we have and taking them out of their position and making them uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. We took Glaber, who was semi comfortable at second, more comfortable than short at least, and he's clearly very uncomfortable at short. So why don't we do it with everybody? Why don't yeah. we? Why don't we put, you know, fucking Hicks at, at shortstop? <laughs> I mean, he's a good fielder, so we might as well, you know. No teams. How cool would it be if like we could it's just like first. I mean, like if we could just have like ten fielders and a DH because like we need a shortstop, but we can't take anybody out of the lineup. It's very frustrating. He's got to learn how to fucking throw the ball. Are you talking about Wade? No, no, no. I'm talking Absolutely about like trading, not. trading or signing a shortstop, like story. Where or, in the hell? Oh, did I saw you the biggest. Wade? No, because I, I don't know. I heard no, play shortstop. Like, I, I saw. I, I can't remember who tweeted it, but I saw something about biggest uh, cap I've ever seen. Why we should trade for Story oh. and move DJ to first and Waver to second, which makes a lot of sense until Voight comes back, because then you got to take. Either Void or Stanton out of lineup. Well, people were talking so, like, about trading Void first story. I don't think it's a straight up trade. That, I think that's it's for tra- another episode. It's that's, trading that's, Voight. that's a big yeah, topic. No, yeah, I didn't want to open up that can of worms, but just in general, I mean, it's frustrating that, like, in order to bring in a good shortstop, which we need so that we can move Glaber to second, we got to get rid of somebody that we like. Yeah. I did see the biggest cap ever on Twitter the other day. And I literally put cap alert. I saw you like this. You know what I'm talking about. Somebody said, because um, I said it was a tweet about Wade being the best slider in the league, which he is. There's no debate on that. Somebody replied to that and said, if if, he, if only he could hit, Glaber wouldn't be on this team. And <laughs> I could not. I laughed so loud to myself. That just ridiculous. One, you can't just magically give somebody the gift of hitting. That's just not a possibility. <laughs> And yeah, Wade it'd be just, awesome if Wade I could just hit doesn't really like field and run. Anymore, I wouldn't so I sit care. behind a fucking desk all day. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, let's just get, let's like magically Glaber give Murph that the guy's right. What? He's right. If he could hit like Glaber could, obviously yeah, you can't just give somebody. That. But it's the same thing if Gla- if Glaber or if yeah if Glaber had the speed of Wade and the sliding ability of Wade and the fielding ability of Wade, then Wade wouldn't 
be on the roster either. You like, can't make him my player. Why don't we just give Murph yeah. the godlike legs and arms, and maybe he'll be a, a division what do you mean? pole vault. What do you mean give him that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let, let's just go ahead and say what already is in existence. I got a shoulder thing, but you know my legs are. In good shape. <laughs> yeah, take you really seriously that I had on. I like I like oh, the mix. You you forgot one. There's one more, right? There's two more that people didn't see yet. Maybe you saved the last one for, for <laughs> oh, that. Oh, it's coming out. I if you're listening to the audio heard. only, you're this here and I put my hard hat on for it. Yeah, if you guys are listening to audio only on the podcast, you might want to reconsider because Murph has some wild hats. This one. That looks like uh, just anybody, a, a basket. Anybody's a hockey fan, I got a yellow Wayne Gretzky Jofa bucket on. Um, so yeah, here's my uh, here's my rounding third. You guys were talking about it the last episode. I wasn't on to uh, play devil's advocate, which I often love to do, but I don't hate Hicks in the three. I don't love it, but uh, I don't hate it, and here's why. So that's your rounding you third talking- hat, by the way. Every okay, time you right. have your rounding third, you put it on. All right, so I got to bring this back to school. Um, well, so I'm <laughs> automatically out from wearing this hat because nobody can take me seriously. But um, so you guys were talking about how it was, you know, DJ, then Judge, and then you wanted Stanton in the three, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. What would you say? Or anyone but Aaron Hicks. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So he, I think that Hicks is a good guy to put between – judge and Stanton and I'm not talking about lefty righty because I think that's bullshit and that's not the reason that he should be in the three but Hicks is a really really tough out like he he it takes a lot out of a pitcher to get him out because he walks he looks at pitches he fouls pitches off he I don't know what his average pitches per at bat is but my guess is it's like five or six so you have to put a lot of effort into getting him out and if you have to save ideally DJ gets on judge let's say he gets on there's two guys on you have to put in a lot of effort to get hicks out or he walks and that really sets up stanton whereas if you're putting stanton behind judge it really takes stanton out of it because a judge can clear the bases just as easily as stanton can so you're gonna have a lot of situations where stanton's coming up either with a lot of outs or nobody on so you're taking away that from stanton whereas if he comes up like if say judge has a home run, who do you want up next? Stanton or Hicks? I'd rather have Hicks up because Hicks can get on for Stanton. That's the only thing that even keeps you remotely on the base path. Other than that, you're, you're out. But I, I see what you're saying when judge hits a home run and clears the bases. But I mean, more often than what's his home run per Four strikes like, out with two outs. Like, you know, say it's bottom up to yeah, the top. DJ gets a two out hit and then judge strikes out. That happens all the time. I just don't like the idea of, and in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter that much. Your starting lineup, your starting batting order is only your batting order one time through. So right. it doesn't really matter. But if when it comes to first inning stuff, I'm, I'm going to have to throw you out because I like, I don't want a guy, I don't want Stanton to come up with a double play situation. And that I feel like you're more prone to that with a guy who's going to walk. Because if there's somebody on, I mean, obviously. So would you rather have nobody on? I would rather have who? Nobody on? No. I would. Ra- I mean, I would rather have people on, but I'd rather have, you know, I would rather have a base open. Like, 
it's it's the argument for him and the the argument for him in the three hole judge is more likely to hit a rocket and move a runner from first to third which i know whatever but maybe he hits a double second and third i feel like he's going to hit more extra base hits and then you have hicks walking to load the bases and you have double play bam inning sure but which i know that's a very specific scenario i'm just saying he's more prone to a double play than hicks and hits the ball in play very hard it's hard yeah i don't know why i did that but um, Stanton hits the ball so hard that he really doesn't turn over a lot of double plays in the grand scheme. Like I, I like I feel like by having Hicks in the three hole, you're setting up the possibility for Judge to have somebody on from Lemayhew, and then Hicks or and Stanton to have somebody on from Hicks. And I feel like that's where Boone's coming from. I don't. It doesn't think work I, that way though. Not, like you're like no. I, I your your idea sounds good on paper, but. The um, the percent of time that actually happens is slim to like is very very slim, and if we're looking at the grand grand scheme of things here and the general construction of the lineup. Him at, at three just seems like a forced decision. I think that's we, there's better options out there in terms of what's the best like what gives us the most opportunity to runs to get runs. Not let's overthink the lineup and try and construct it for this magical outcome that may or may not happen. So you're out. See, I don't think it's a magical like outcome, though. I think it, that the grand scheme of things is that DJ gets on the best, like the most often. Judge is our best hitter. So then wouldn't you also want st- to – they want to like kind of set up Stanton the same way and have our guy that gets on base the second most before Stanton, who's our second best hitter. Which like I'm also fine with like having Glaber in the three-hole. Like I'm not saying that Hicks should definitely be in the three-hole. But if there's a reason for him to be in the three-hole, it's that reason, not because he's a lefty, which – they had Guardy hit three too, so maybe it is because he's a lefty, which I think that part I think is stupid. If that's why, I think right. that's why. I'm, ra- I'm trying to rationalize. Yeah. Anyway, we talked about it. We talked about it a lot in the last episode. Yeah. yeah um, no. So I was trying to make that quick, but I you want to learn more about it. Add head to the other one. Add for the other episode. Subtle plug. I, yeah, I already said that too. I, I want him. I would. I would prefer him to lead off. I know they would never do that, but you know, for the same reason is. though. What. You want him in the leadoff for the same reason I'm rationalizing him at third. Well, third is the leadoff to drive and runs, game. not get on him base. Off and doesn't happen but when, you have, when your second guy is the drive and runs guy, I, I don't know. It's, no, your second guy's drive and run guy. You have the potential for you know more in the third. I don't know. I mean, our nine holes geo, it is runs. Second time around. Either way, yeah. we talked about this a lot. We talked about it at length, and I, it's never going to change. I think they, they clearly have a plan. With the three hole, it's going to be either Hicks, Gardner. I fucking hope it's never going to be Jay Bruce. <laughs> if it's ever, I, you know, I'm fine with Gardner there. Cause it, Dude, Gardner's hot. He's got four. No, no, he's I, I'm, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know 400. he's hot. Gardner's playing great, and Gardner's going to, Gardner's, a, I'll come around. He's, he's an awesome guy to have, and he's clearly not taking any time away from Clint in the outfield. And that's all I wanted out of him. I love Gardner. I didn't want him to take time away from Clint. So that was my one bugaboo with that. It's clearly not happening, so I'm happy. Gardner, I'm okay within three hole because clearly they have that agenda that the third hole hitter is going to be not a righty. So if they're going to do that, I'd, I'd honestly, I'm not ready to give up on Hicks in the three hole. I'm kind of with you there, Murph. I think Hicks is a, a good hitter. He never will hit for high average, but he will get on base, and that's it's, it's, a, it's a good out. He's a very tough out. Good. He's got a very good eye. Eight. In between Judge and Stanton, that's going to take a it's lot. Prime of real estate. 
He's, you said he, one thing there that I want to kind of clarify. You said, I'm not ready to give up on him there. I don't want to give up on the guy. I don't think he ever should have been there to start. You're right. But I, they clearly have the agenda as it's going to be either Guardy or Hicks. And I don't think you can really – I don't think one is so much better than the other. So I, I'm I'm good with that because I know they're not going to change it, if that makes any sense. That's that's clearly what the Yankees are doing. It's Anything we say – we're doing radical changes, at least radical to them, because they clearly are doing this. This is their thing. They do that. They, they want to break up the righties. So they're never going to do any of our like, our line of construction we made with Hicks leading off and DJ batting three or Glaber batting three, whatever it may be. That's not crazy. It's just crazy to the Yankees because they 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 would spit at that. That's not what they want to do. You know? They're not oh, going to change yeah, it. That's why the take wasn't that Hicks should be there. It's that I don't really hate it. Like it, you know, like I was basically just playing devil's advocate for that. It's not the worst thing in the world. That's like barely a rounding third rounding third. You gotta be passionate about it. Like this is the answer. Well, Tell me if I'm safe or out. I wasn't on, I was on the last episode. I would have mentioned it then. And I wouldn't have even mentioned it today. I just wanted to get that out there. Okay. I think that's it for me. This is a little bit of a lengthy one, but you know, we're, we're in the, we're in the swing of things with the season. We're excited. We have baseball tomorrow against the Rays. Start a nice little series of three or four games. No, wait, it's two, right? That's just a Subway Series thing. No, it's three because Monday we're playing uh, Tampa Bay again or Toronto again. Yes, that's correct. That is correct. Um, Tampa Bay has been limping, so they're they're coming in. They're coming in. Obviously, you know, we got to face Glasnow. It's not. No, we we miss Glasnow. We miss Yarbrough. I want yet. glass now. Give me glass now. I want, I want glass now too, but I don't think we face him. I think it was somebody, somebody in TBD. It wasn't anybody that I really. No, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. Archer, very insightful. We're facing me. Archer, I think. No, we're playing Rich Hill tomorrow. Rich Hill, Archer on Saturday. Archer and, and TBD, TBD on Sunday. It's we're glass now. Worried about TBD. Sounds like I don't runs. think it's glass now. What do we got? I think- we have Kluber, Montgomery, and or Kluber. Fuck. Hamron and Montgomery. There you go. Listen, I I love what I've been seeing out of the starting rotation and the, and the like bullpen. I'm excited. It sounds like it. three wins to me. I don't know. I hope I would love to just beat the hell out of the Rays. I'd feel wonderful. I would love that. I, if we sweep the Rays, I would just feel great. Can I throw a side note before we wrap it up? I All think it's absolutely matchups, yeah. fucking hilarious that in every single broad, like Yes Network, Yankees broadcast, they throw the stable on 98 and just shit on the Rays for it. It's every broadcast that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, they jumped the gun on that. Oh, a couple quick shout outs before we, we close off here. Shout out to uh Jameson Tyon. JMO. First time pitching uh, in in a real game that mattered in seven hundred days, was it? It was seven hundred plus. Seven hundred plus. What? I think it was seven oh something, yeah. Yeah, seven hundred plus. So claps to him. Snaps. Snaps. Snaps <laughs> to JMO. Dude, he, he just I I'm so happy for his mental state. You see all his tweets and stuff and how he's just happy to be here kind of guy now. He is never gonna take a moment for granted. It's that those type of tweets, and I, I just love seeing that. He's happy to just be out there and be playing baseball, be bopping with the boys. Shout out Luke Voigt. Hopefully you come back soon, buddy. Um, but yeah, he, he looks very happy to be there. Another other quick shout out that I want to do. Maybe this is what we do at the end. Little topics we didn't really get to, but little shout-outs at the end, just little just things Go that need it. to be said. 
<laughs> just something cool that I saw. Just like kind of cool tweets that I see, I guess, is what this segment is going to be at the end. John Carlos looks Stanton like he wants already to punch has, you in the head. John Carlos Stanton already has four batted balls, 115 miles per hour this season, 115 plus. No one else has more than one. So, cool. Don't boost that. <laughs> That's my PSA to everybody else. Don't boost that. He has the ball hard. He's very good at baseball. Breaking news. The guy that's <laughs> built like news. a fucking Greek statue hard. hits balls hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for me. Anybody else have any closing comments? I'm good. Go Yanks. Yanks. I'm excited. I'm excited for the series tomorrow. Uh, if you made it this far, you guys are the real ones. Make sure to check us out on YouTube. We are streaming every episode live onto YouTube now, into the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube. Uh, you get to check out Murphy's great hats. He's not wearing a hat right now at the end, but you know. He has a whole bunch more that he hasn't debuted yet, so you don't want to miss out on those. He's got a stable full of stable full of hats, hats. that <laughs> maybe maybe one has a propeller on it. You don't know. Is he even listening right now? No, he's checked out. He's so checked yeah, out. Yeah, I don't I don't have a uh I don't have a stable. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure you check out the YouTube. We're gonna be going live. Uh, how, how many if we get how many uh people before we, I get a helicopter hat? Uh that's for the reviews. Do you want to make that one of the review things? No, no, no. I want to make this uh, people a people watching thing because they're the ones that are going to get to see it. Okay, so we have about 700 subscribers. If we get to 800 subscribers by the next episode, Murph will put a propeller up his ass. Whoa. No. Nope. He'll get a propeller hat. That's what I meant. I meant I misspoke. I a propeller hat. I misspoke. Yep. But if we get five star, a lot of five stars, go on. You're on the app, so just mark it. See you later. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words. See ya. Put the time in the letter, no time. Fuck a plug. You don't need it when you plug in. They know it's us. We don't need no introduction. It's just us. We don't need no one for nothing. I don't. But it's always something. Cause I really can't be around it Sometimes the only way to go is right around it Had some shit to say, I didn't like the way it sounded So I left it where I found it Why stop now, why stop now No, not my style, not my style Drop top down, that's my style Why stop now, baby, why stop now PCH driving, I needed some inspiring Peace and quiet, I'm running from the sirens
It's all good blood. It's all 